some people say that it's better to have ownership of land. It's better to have ownership of property. And do you really own it, though? Do you really own property? I mean, really do? I mean, let's say you have a 20-year year mortgage, and you finally pay off your house. And the house itself with the land is worth, I don't know, $5 million, okay? But still, you have to pay property tax on that particular land. It's not so much the house, it's the land that you're paying it on. I mean, you pay somewhat, somewhat taxes on the, on the shell itself, on the house itself. But really, you're paying property tax on that plot of land. And if you don't pay property tax on that, on that track of land, then what happens is you get in trouble with the county or the municipality or the local government or the state government. And what happens is if, if you get behind in paying those property taxes, you wind up getting penalties and interests, payments, and all kinds of stuff added to it to the point that it can literally bankrupt you. And, um, and either you can go through bankruptcy and then try to clear it all out, try to clear all the bills that you have, have to pay, bring it down to zero, but then again you have to pay those property taxes again. It's not like they just stop after you do bankruptcy court or anything. Or you just default and they come in and they pretty much, you know, pretty much quote-unquote evict you from the uh, land itself and then it's sold either in an auction or, um, you know, it's sold to whatever the county wants to do with it because it's actually the county or the municipality or state government's land then. So... The question is, do you really truly own your property? And I hate to tell you this, but no, you do not. No, you do not. Now, there is such a thing as, I think it's called a lodial title. Let's see if I remember this here. Okay. Okay, so a lodial, that's A-L-L-O-D-I-A-L title, constitutes ownership of real property, land, buildings, and fixtures that is independent of any superior landlord. Now, let me just click on that and get into that a little bit more. Uh, one second. Most property ownership in common law jurisdiction is, is uh, jurisdictions is free simple. In the United States, land is subject to an eminent domain by federal, state, and local government, and subject to the imposition of taxes by state and or local governments, and there is thus no true allodial land. See, so even if you, people say, well, I can do the allodial title thing, you know, not become a citizen of the county or the state government or whatever, is really full of shit, because you still have to pay the property taxes on it. There's no way getting out of that. Now, if you are wealthy enough or rich enough to own a town of itself, you know, like let's say you, you, you uh, have, I don't know, $100 million sitting around and there's a city government that's, or a town government that's unable to uh, physically keep itself afloat and they actually, you know, they actually can sell the town and you actually buy that town. Or let's say there's a you know there's I don't know fifty thousand acres of land somewhere you go by, 
And then you create a town. You build a whole new town, a whole new city government according to your own charter, to your own laws and statutes or whatever for that city. And then you build up the you know, supermarkets and the stores and the, and the residential communities. And then people come in and buy things, buy it all up, for, you know, buy property and all that. Still, those people will owe money or taxes to that particular person that owns all that land. And I'm sure that person that owns all that land will need to pay a state tax on its land. In fact, I'll go you one better. There's a, here in Oklahoma, there are a lot of Indian reservations. And on those Indian reservations, they do have casinos. And they have treaties with the state of Oklahoma. And believe it or not, indirectly, through those treaties, they still have to pay taxes to the state, even though they're private, literally private, Indian reservations. So not even the Indians, not even the Indians in the state of Oklahoma, can uh, free themselves up from any kind of government tax, let alone the tax that the Indian reservation uh, has for its own Indians on its reservation. So the point is, is do you really own the property you have? You know, do you really own it? Even, I'll go you one better, a vehicle. Let's say you, you buy, I don't know, a Jaguar. You pay it off in five years or whatever. You have the title to that Jaguar, but you have to register it in order to drive it on pub public roads. So you have to register it with the municipality slash state, which, or the commission, or a tax commission, or whatever you want to call it. Here in Oklahoma, it's considered the tax commission. So that registration is basically a tax. And so, in order to drive that vehicle, enjoy that vehicle, get to business, get to your business place, or use it for ple pleasure, or whatever have you, you still have to pay a tax, or you have to register that vehicle. So you don't really necessarily own that vehicle. Now, on the other hand, let's say you decide not to drive it on public land, and you own 50,000 acres of land, and you only drive that vehicle on your private land. No, that's perfectly legal. You can do that. But once you get onto public land or public roads, that vehicle must be registered. Now, you could decide not to register it, but guess what? You never get to drive it on public land or public roads. So even vehicles, even vehicles um, have a tax to it. So you never really own your vehicle. Now, like I say, you can not pay your registration slash tax, but you can never drive the vehicle. You can still own it. You still have the title to sell it to someone else. But you don't really own it to, in the sense that you can't enjoy it. What good is a vehicle that you can never go anywhere with? What's the point? The whole point of a vehicle is transportation, is movement, is moving reverse or forward. I mean, very, I don't, very few cars move sideways, I don't think. But... In order to really enjoy the full benefits of a vehicle, you must pay that registration slash tax. And if you don't, well, then you have to take it off the public roads and put it on your private driveway or wherever you want to put it in your lot or your land or whatever and never drive it again. You still own it, still have the title to it, but you can't enjoy it. So what's the point of having it? So... What I'm saying is, as regarding a vehicle itself, 
it's you get to really own that because the title goes in your name and you can do whatever you want with that title. But it still needs to be taxed slash registered in order for it to hit any kind of public roads. So you can't enjoy it, which is really an oxymoron in itself. But as far as property, as far as land, as far as houses are concerned, or condos, or castles, or estates, or whatever have you, let's say someone that's worth, I don't know, $100 billion or more, and he says, look, Figure out what the taxes on my property are going to be for the next 500 years. So they figured out it'll come up to about uh, uh, $100 million for the next 500 years. So he writes a check out or he gives it in cash or whatever. He gives that 500, uh, that 100 million or that 100 million or 500 million or whatever the hell it is to the government and says, now I own this land and I could do whatever I like with it. That's true, because then he actually owns that land. But after the 500 years is up, unless he extends that for another 500 years, he doesn't doesn't own it. He's going to have taxes due on that land or that property in, a, in 500 years. So even though he can probably, you know, for many generations, what that would be five, that'd be 25 generations into the future, which is a very long time, by the way, that they don't have to worry about any taxes for that particular property slash land. Eventually, when that 500 years is up, they'll have to renew it to pay, or they're going to lose their, uh, their estate or their, their house or their castle or estate or whatever you want to call it, their land. So you don't really truly own land. People that think they own a house, they own land, it's a fallacy. The only good thing about owning is that you could sell it. You could transfer it from one owner to the next. That's really the only thing. The other thing is, is you could pretty much, as long as you keep within the housing codes, you could pretty much do whatever you like to your property without having your landlord tell you, by the way, I didn't care for you to knock out that fucking wall right there for you to build another room on it. You know, you'd have to go through a whole rigmarole with your landlord in order to do that. But if you own your own house, you could, as long as you're within the housing codes, you could knock out a wall and build another room onto it or build another garage or put, a, put another second floor on it, make it a third floor if it's within, third, uh, within the housing codes. So there are only two benefits of owning. Is you get to transfer that ownership or and you get to, you know, build on to it, add on to it, whatever. Expand more land. If there's a lot of land next to it, you can buy that and make your land a little, your your housing area a little larger, wider out, or whatever have you. But you still have to pay taxes on it. So you never really own anything. You don't really, well, not anything, but you, you don't really own land slash property. Even the very wealthy, even the wealthy elite that are trillionaire families, they still have to pay taxes to um, the municipality, to the county, to the state, or to the government. They still have to pay taxes. Even if they pay all the taxes up for 500 years. When the 500 years are up, that wealthy elite family has to extend onward, meaning they have to maybe do another 500 years or do another 100 years or whatever have you. So 
it's a myth to believe that, hey, I, you know, I own this house. No, not really. You don't really own the house because it's attached to the land. And without land, well, <laughs> the whole point of having a house is to put it on land. Now, maybe, I don't know how you would do that. That would be very difficult to sustain, to, to uh, su suspend a house from the sky. But as long as that house touches the land in any way, I mean, your house can be on stilts. Your stilts could be, I don't know, 50 feet up into the air. But those stilts, the bottom of the stilts, still rest on the land. So therefore, it can be taxed. It's the land that counts. You understand? And there's very difficult, I don't know how you could possibly do it, to su suspend a house above the, above the ground, above the land. But once, I mean, you could make a hole right through the earth. But, and, or, and you know, or you could put, you know, well, that's ridiculous. But, I mean, you could put like uh, huge rods of iron underneath the house and just it, uh, look straight through the earth to the other side. But as long as those rods are touching the ground to hold up that house above that hole, guess what? It can still be taxed. And so that is the uh, problem that people have when they're owners of houses slash property slash really land. You never really own the land. It appears like you do. You could transfer, like I say, you could transfer ownership. But that's about it. That's really about the only thing you're entitled to. Outside of that, you don't own that. The government owns your land. So, so, so to believe that the um, that you own that is rather ridiculous.